Blog Talk Radio. Madden game 
broadcast, gotten the idea from a, a, a guy that was in my Madden League. And my, you know, I ran a bunch of football leagues, the Madden video game, and one of the guys in the league suggested he was doing a show. I listened to his show. It was terrible. Um, sorry, I don't even remember who he was. So if he's listening, sorry, but the show was really bad. Um, uh, and so I decided, let me try a show. So I went on another platform and did just podcasts. And because at the time I was relatively well-known, there were a, a reasonable amount of listeners on the very first or second show that I did on the other platform. I did two or three shows. I couldn't even begin to tell you what that platform was. There wasn't a live platform. And then one of, uh, one of the, the guys in my league said, hey, you should try Blog Talk Radio. And Blog Talk Radio then was not what Blog Talk Radio is today. It's very different. Uh, so I tried it. I liked it. And here we are 14 years later. So, uh, welcome. I am uh, on my cell phone dialing in to do the show, which I've done many, many, many times. I have a setup that has a professional microphone, um, a, a, uh, a device that allows the microphone to speak to the computer, and then the computer has the software to host the show. I have been having problems with the equipment. None of it is new. It's all old. <laughs> when I say old, it's five years plus old. And it works sometimes. This morning I couldn't get anything to connect, so I'm on my cell phone. I am now going to break down. I have a brand-new iPad, which remarkably looks very similar to the old iPad, except it's got a better processor, and it's got a few other features that I saw that I'm like, all right, cool. But it looks exactly like my old iPad, minus the crack in the screen. That's a story for another day. So I have a brand-new iPad, and I've been researching microphones that just plug straight in that the iPhone – I mean, the iPad – did I say iPhone or iPad? I had a new iPad. If I said iPhone, my bad. It's early. I'm on my first cup of coffee. Work with me. I got a brand-new iPad. So I'm going to get a microphone, and the next show or show after, I will be on my iPad with my new microphone, and I'm hoping that that is my, my – um, mechanics moving forward. I don't know why I've been hesitant to buy a new microphone. I guess there's a part of me that doesn't mind spending money and there's a part of me that does mind and they conflict. You know, if I'm going out and I'm taking a young lady out or I'm going out to dinner or drinks, whatever, or going to the club or whatever, I kind of don't care. I go and I spend the money I need to spend. But, you know, to, to get, you know, a microphone probably equal about a night out and I'm sitting there like, do I want to do that? Do I really want to do that? But I'm going to just do it now so I can have one consistent format to host my show. Anyway, all of that was to say, welcome. And today I'm going to do – I don't know where this is going to go. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know where this is going to go, uh, current events. I could touch on basketball a bit. I'm a basketball fan, not quite like I'm a football fan. I'm, I'm a huge football fan thus the name of the show, thus what we've been doing most of my career here um, on, on uh, streaming radio. But who knows? The good news is I can talk about whatever, whatever I want to talk about. So here we are. So the first thing I want to talk about this morning is, oh, and how long is the show going to be? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it'll, 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 I, I will not, this will not be a prescribed X amount of minute show each time. I don't have that level of discipline in me. I'm sorry. I talk a lot. You got to talk a lot. Uh, to, to like to do a podcast. So I, I don't have that. Uh, 
I'll, I may get there where I can do a show that's pre-planned to the point where I say it'll be 30 minutes, it'll be an hour, it'll be 45 minutes every time. But right now I don't have that. So it'll be until I'm done talking. Uh, my guess is about 30 minutes. So there you have it. And I've already talked to 10 minutes. So there you go. There's been a lot of talk about Patrick Mahomes this week. There's been a lot of talk about – so I'm going to talk about Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to talk about Eric Bieniemy and my thoughts on his interview to the Redskins. I'm sorry. I'm going to do that probably for the rest of my life. Um, the commanders, the Washington commanders, his interview with them to be their offensive coordinator. Yes, he's already an offensive coordinator. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk some more about that, Prescott getting booed. I have some more thoughts on that. Uh, Cowboys made some moves. There's going to be a lot of Cowboys talk. You know, I hear Cowboys talk. Uh, you're probably you know, not going to really want to listen to me. There's going to be a lot of Cowboys talk. On the other hand, if you love the Cowboys, you, you may want to tune in. Uh, I, I take all calls. I take all questions related to uh, sports, mainly football, if you want to throw in some basketball. Not a big baseball person, not a hockey person at all. Um, MMA, a little bit. So there you go. I'm going to talk about the Cowboys. And I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, because everyone else is. So I'm going to jump on the Aaron Rodgers train. So is Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, a top five all-time great already is the question that a lot of shows have been kicking around all week. Some have him as high as three. Some have him five or six. Some say it's too early. And I've been thinking about this all week, and I've waffled in my feelings. And, you know, he's a he's been to three Super Bowls. Uh, he started he, – he came in six years ago, but he started his first season five years ago. So in five full seasons, he has three Super Bowl appearances. He has two Super Bowl victories. He has five AFC championship uh, appearances, Never has never played a road playoff game, two Super Bowl MVPs, two league MVPs, has thrown for 5,000 yards twice. And all this is off the top of my head. This is how much I've been hearing about this young man. So I like I have all this memorized. And so there are people that say already, if he were to retire now, he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer. If he were to retire now, uh, he would go down as uh, possibly the third best quarterback of all time, behind uh, Tom Brady number one and Joe Montana number two, and then Patrick Mahomes ahead of. Uh, John Elway, who's been talked about a lot this week. I watched John Elway. I remember John Elway. I don't have that recollection of him being as great as everybody says he is. I, I remember him losing three Super Bowls and then winning two and retiring. I don't have that recollection, but I'm not going to dispute it. If, if, that's what, if that's what the common perception is, that he was Patrick Mahomes minus the flair, um, okay, I'll accept that. I, I just I don't recall him being – that much of a mover and a shaker, but okay, uh, maybe I wasn't as into football that was non-Cowboys then, uh, 25 years ago, as I am today. So that could be it. It could be more me. So we'll throw John Elway in there. Obviously, we have to throw Drew Brees. We have to throw Peyton Manning in there. Um, I'm trying to think who else, you know, all-time greats. And then when you get into Super Bowls, of course, there's Bradshaw, there's Aikman, um, you know, I, I've never considered either one of them a top five quarterback. Um, just the errors they played in, um, you know, the, the, the passing 
wasn't as pr- pr- uh, prolific. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Uh, <laughs> my real name. Uh, thank you, T. Uh, wasn't as prolific as it is now, so I, I, I don't know. Top ten, maybe. I don't know. Um, you know, but you certainly have to look at Peyton Manning. You have to look at Drew Brees. You have to look at uh, Elway, as I said. Um, and then there's Brady, and then there's and then there's Rogers. Uh, I'm sorry, Brady, and um, yeah, maybe seven o'clock is a little too early. Um, uh, Brady and Montana. Oh, and Aaron Rodgers gets talked about all the time, which it's kind of interesting that Aaron Rodgers gets talked about as an all-time great with one Super Bowl win and one appearance. I guess it's his four MVPs. Um, and I guess it's eye test, talent. And, and there's, there's a lot of discussion on which is more talented, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. There's, there's a lot of combinations of that. And, and I have to say, look at what I want Dallas to be, and I look at quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers when I look at you know, even – I mean, Peyton, uh, Tom Brady's just on another level, okay? So I'm not even going to count Tom Brady. But when I look at Drew Brees or I look at um, even Peyton in, in his prime and I look at just just reliability, consistency, dependability, um, these guys brought it. Dak does not. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be hard on Dak because I, I, I think he's the – I think he's the main reason Dallas didn't get farther, okay? You can talk about wide receivers. You can talk about the offensive line. You can talk about everything. But I saw Patrick Mahomes get to the Super Bowl with wide receivers. I didn't even know their names. Cincinnati with no-name wide receivers. So I, I, And that's just talent difference. That's, just, that's, that's a Super Bowl league MVP and a guy who's good but not great. So. But would I say if right now would I put Patrick Mahomes in the top five? And I, 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 I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think he's got more to do. And I think he's, his, traje- his trajectory is sharp. His trajectory, and again, maybe 7 a.m. shows aren't for me because I am having a very difficult time articulating my words. And if you've heard me, you know talking is something I do very well. So why I'm having a challenge now is beyond me. Um, I don't think he's top five yet. I think he's had the best, what, five-plus seasons probably of any quarterback. I would remind people that Bradshaw early in his career won a bunch of Super Bowls. Uh, Aikman early in his career won a bunch of Super Bowls. So, you know, if we're looking at Super Bowls, you know, there are other people to look at. Um, and I believe even Brady won three in his first maybe seven years. Uh, he did have a 10-year gap with no Super Bowl wins, and people hold that against him, which I don't know how you can. The guy went to pretty much one out of every two Super Bowls his whole career. I mean, pretty much. So I, I, But I, I guess I would say no. I guess I would go with Brady on top, uh, Montana second. That is – that is a lock, and it took me a long time to get the Brady on top, and some people still have Montana on top. Um, 4-0 in Super Bowls, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. 
uh, left San Francisco, went and almost took Kansas City to a Super Bowl. Uh, Kansas City back then was not Kansas City today. So a lot of people still have Montana on top. I I have uh, Brady on top, Montana second. Um, third, I don't know. So my third through five is fluid. <laughs> and I'm not trying to sound like the guy on ESPN, but I'm not sure. But I definitely have Peyton Manning in there. It was a privilege and a pleasure to watch Peyton Manning. Uh, I definitely have Drew Brees in there. It was a privilege and a ple- pleasure to watch Drew Brees. And the fact that Drew Brees has never won a league MVP is astonishing to me. You know, when Rodgers wins four and Manning wins five, and Drew Brees, who, you know, for a brief time before Brady came in and eclipsed him, Drew Brees had more passing everything than everybody. He was the guy, the king of the 5,000-yard passing season. The Saints were perennial playoff playoff teams until later in his career. They were perennial threats with him and Sean Payton. Why do you think Sean Payton has the reputation he has? Because Drew Brees. And I'm not saying Sean Payton didn't help make Drew Brees. It was we talked about it on the Madden Boys. Quarterback, head coach, quarterback, head coach. One of the best quarterback, head coach, head coach duos of all time. Which leads me to wonder, uh, I love how Sean Payton is. I wanted him in Dallas. There's no secret. But that's not going to happen. I, I love how he's starting out in Denver, laying down the law. Um, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a very silent, quiet Denver fan because I love some John Payton. But quarterback head coach. So I've got Peyton Manning, I've got Drew Brees. And, you know, to to round out my top five, a lot of people say put Elway there. Um I don't recall Elway to be as prolific as everyone says, but I could agree with Elway or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl. I get it. But he's got four MVPs. Don't know that he's deserved all four, but he's got four MVPs. And I want you to think about it. If you if you need to win one drive, right? It's one drive to win the biggest game of your career. People say one drive for your life. I don't like using the life analogy thing, you know, because if you you know that's kind of. Eh. But one drive, biggest drive of your career, and you're gonna pick a quarterback. Now, frankly. I would pick Joe Montana probably first. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I watched him do this a number of times, an assassin. They called him Joe Cool. So all this Joe Burrow, Joe Cool stuff, you're biting off of Joe Montana. But, you know, we've seen Patrick Mahomes do it. We've seen Brady do it um, a number of times. Uh, we've seen Peyton Manning do it. Uh, we've seen Drew Brees do it. But I got to tell you, I don't know that there's anyone better than – Aaron Rodgers at that, and maybe I'm 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 bit because Aaron Rodgers has uh, hurt the Cowboys a number of times, so maybe I have a higher level of respect for Aaron Rodgers than some. I don't like. It might as well segue into. So I say Patrick Mahomes right now, no, not a top five all time great, but he's headed in that direction. He could eclipse um, Manning. I'm sorry, he could eclipse Montana. It's gonna be hard to get past Brady though. That's that's. That's a lot of work to get past Brady. But let's see. Let's see. He's got a long career ahead of him. He stays healthy. <clears throat> He's got a, a big contract. Um, we'll see, you know, what happens with Andy Reid. But let me segue since I'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is due 59, 59 million if he stays in Green Bay. That's what he will get. The word is he's, he's, 
you know, I guess today going on some dark retreat. Why do we care? See, now these are the things I don't like. Okay, do your thing, but And I know you do a weekly podcast with Pat McAfee, who I think is completely overrated. Everybody loves this guy. He's okay. You know, he's, he's all right. He, he's kind of fun. I mean, but I'm, I'm, I'm Pat McAfee out. You know, he does the podcast. He's on the WWE. He gets, um, you know, clipped and quoted all the time. And, and I'm not hating, but I'm just like, yeah, he's all right. You know, he's, he's not – I don't know. I, I'd rather watch Roland Martin, to be totally honest with you. You want to get entertained? Go watch Roland Martin. That guy will entertain you. But that's politics. Um, but anyway, Aaron Rodgers goes on there every week, and he says this thing, and then it's news and all the shows all week, and he's going on some dark retreat <clears throat> um, today, four-day retreat where you're in the dark by yourself, and I guess they, you know, you're in a room, and they, like, I guess similar to prison, they slide you food through a a thing, and I guess there's a bathroom. But I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I'm sure there'll be a lot of talk about it after the fact. But um, I don't care about the dark retreat. I, I don't care that you're turning into Brett Favre. You know, you do know you got your job because the Green Bay Packers said, we're tired of being held hostage by Brett Favre every year. We're moving on. And then Brett ended up going to, uh, <clears throat> I want to say, I don't see what the Minnesota first and then the Jets or the Jets first and then Minnesota, but he, I think he went to the Jets first, I believe, and then Minnesota. I don't remember. But he ended up leaving Green Bay, and he was still a very, you know, a top quarterback. But Green Bay got tired of this game every year. Um, I, I, and I know I just got you saying all the things about Aaron Rodgers on the field. Now, off the field, he's doing the same thing. I got to think about it. I, I don't know. And, you know, am I, am I motivated by money? Not really. And, you know, if they decided to move on from me, would I be mad? No, it's the business. And, okay, uh, I, you know, Green Bay, for me, for, for, you know, if I'm a Green Bay fan, I'm, I'm tired of this game. I'm tired of this charade. You already know who the heir apparent is. He's on your roster. So you've already decided who's next. So why wait? You did it with Brett Favre, and look how it worked out. You got a Super Bowl a few years later, and you've been a contender. You've been a division, uh, you know, champion for many years, and, and a top team in the NFL, and certainly a, a talking point in the NFL for a number of years. Um, and I'm not suggesting that Jordan Love is ready. I'm not suggesting that, you know, I'm not suggesting any of that. That he's, I, we, we got to see. But man, this is this is ridiculous. You want to play or you don't. You know, I mean, I mean, what's what's with all the drama again? And I got to go on this dark retreat, and I got to think about. It. He's due fifty nine million dollars. Would you like to hear my opinion? I don't give a damn how much money you have. You're due fifty nine million dollars if you play. The team has said we want you to play. You have said I've been here seventeen years. I love Green Bay. This is home. Ten years, whatever it is. Oh, and I'm sorry. You do $59 million, an absurd, an obscene amount of money. Not saying he's not worth it. Not saying he doesn't deserve it. And that's all generates, you know, billions and billions, Carl Sagan, billions and billions, Google them, of, of dollars of revenue. So, hey, stars get paid. He, he, he's due $59 billion. How much are you worth? You're worth whatever someone will pay. That's the value. Forget market and all. Nope. Whatever someone's paying. I got a house. I spent two spent on my house. Two, 
210. I don't even remember what I bought my house for. <laughs> it was 13 years ago. So that, let's just say I spent 225, 220, somewhere around there on my house. Um, during the mortgage boom, that's kind of slowing down a bit. I had offers of well over three hundred thousand, as high as three hundred and fifty dollars, three fifty cash. People were offering me three hundred and fifty k cash to buy my house. My house ain't worth three hundred fifty thousand dollars. I love my house, beautiful house. You saw it, Ray's Ranch, modest neighborhood. Love my house. It's not worth three hundred. I spent I spent decades in and around mortgages. I can tell you, uh, it is not worth three hundred fifty thousand dollars. But the market dictated it because there was a shortage of houses. There was a shortage of rentals, like there was a shortage of cars. I got plenty of offers on my car from the dealership that sold it to me. We're short on cars. That's what the email said. That's what the letter said. It said, we're short on cars. We will give you X number of dollars for your car. We will guarantee financing for a new car, which is kind of strange. You're short on cars, but you you want my car, but you're going to – so it's just a one-for-one swap. But anyway – I'm not in that business. So you're worth whatever someone will pay you. You work somewhere and your coworker's making more than you and you guys do the same job and you feel bad, don't blame them. The employer decided that they were worth that and you weren't. I've been there. Trust me. It sucks. But that's the reality of it. So guess what? He's got $59 million coming. You want to take a guess on what he's going to do when he comes out of his retreat? Every time, about, oh, the Jets asked about him and this and that. He ain't going to the Jets. He ain't leaving. He is not leaving. He is not going to retire. He's going to come back and he's going to say, let's do this. That's what he's going to say. Let's do this. We have unfinished business. Detroit trying to make it come up. Chicago got a quarterback that's looking like he's about to do something. Minnesota. Um, had the best record in the division, won the division, number, what were they, the three seed, I believe. I believe they were the three seed in the uh, in the playoffs, 12 and 5, something like that. Um, and you think Rodgers is going to go out like that, you know, where he didn't even make the playoffs. They didn't even win the last game against the Lions to get in the playoffs, and he's going to go out like that and leave 58, 59, whatever million, let's just say 60. I mean, when you get to that, you know, what do you got in your pocket, 59, 58, or 60 cents? What do you got? You get to that level, does it matter? So he's going to come back. Now, I'll come right back on here on the Madden voice, and I will eat crow if he doesn't. Okay, I will come back and say, hey, I was wrong. Unless Green Bay says, we're moving on, which is what I would do. I would save that $60 million, and I don't know how that works. Okay, so I'm saying save it. I don't know if they released him or, or whatever, how, how that works. So I, I can't, you know. And, 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 frankly, that could be a reason why they don't move on. You know, maybe, um, you know, I know Derek Carr was released because he had $40 million coming guaranteed by Wednesday if he was on the roster, and they released him. They tried to trade him. He rejected the trade. They said, okay, you're out. So he's not getting a 40 minutes. So I don't know, and I'll look it up for the next show unless Aaron Rodgers comes and makes a decision. When I come on the next show, I will tell you the details around the 50, 58, 59 million. I don't have them today. My apologies. Um, sticking with the Mahomes to Rodgers, go back to the Chiefs, Eric the Enemy, interviewing 
for a lateral move with the Redskins. I'm sorry. I, I told you I warned you. And if there's any Native Americans, I'm part Native American, okay? I, I have uh, um, some – and I know everyone says it, but I actually do. I, I actually do. I've known it my whole life. I did the 23andMe year and all that stuff. I did that, and it, it confirmed. Although I also have Irish blood. Go figure. Irish and uh, uh, Native American, and I'm African American. So I, I, I'm, I'm a mess. <laughs> um He's interviewing with the Washington Commanders for an offensive coordinator position. Apparently, he has not been in contact with Chiefs as of yet. Apparently, he, he the subtle but is that because he is the coordinator for the Chiefs, and everyone knows Andy Reid has a big hand in the offense, um, maybe even to the point where he shares in the play calling. Uh, teams are reluctant to give the enemy a shot at head coach. Uh, what I heard was he had 17 interviews over the years, never been offered a head coaching job. You know, uh, 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 is, it, is it that or is it race? We know the NFL and race issues, and no one's going to come out and say it, but you got to ask the question. But even some of the African-American pundits, contemporaries, are really feeling like on this particular one, it may not be race. It could just be Andy Reid is getting so much of the credit they don't want to take a risk on Eric Bieniemy. I say, why can't it all be true? I say there's a, there's, a, there's a number of coordinators that were offered head coaching jobs underneath, uh, you know, head coaches that were dominant and powerful that it didn't matter. And and I believe Matt Nagy and I believe Doug Peterson got head coaching jobs and they worked for Andy Reid. Um, and we know that they're they're offensive minds. So I I I, I don't know. Uh, let's let's pay close attention to this one. But why would you go to the Commanders who don't even have a quarterback? Why would you go to the Commanders who are clearly the worst team in that division? Um, you know, and, and, and you've got to deal with a surging Giants team who has gotten better, who would have had coach who's coach of the year. you got to deal with a Cowboys team who has made the playoffs for two years in a row for the first time in a long time, one of the years winning the division, this year winning uh, uh, the playoff game. So they're going to be in the mix. you got to deal with the Eagles team that just went to the Super Bowl. So you're going to go and you think you're going to be the difference in Washington as a coordinator to get Washington to, to accomplish something versus staying in Kansas City and, and you know, competing for another Super Bowl? If I'm Eric the enemy, I'm talking to Lamar Hunt or Clark Hunt or whatever, the Hunt family, and I'm saying, look, I don't know how long Andy Reid's going to coach, but am I a consideration for head coach here? You know, could you change my title to offensive coordinator, assistant head coach? I would be talking to them. I, I, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot to unwind here. We're going to keep an eye on it. I just, I don't, I, I mean, I get it. If, if you need to go make a name for yourself, you can go to a Washington team, and certainly there's a lot, there's, there's, I, I don't know about what they have, but the, the, there's a lot of room to make an impact. And even if they don't even make the playoffs, you know, look at Dan Quinn. Guy gets interviews every year. Uh, but I think he, you know, first of all, Jerry's paying him very well. 
And secondly, I just think been there, done that. You know, I was a head coach. I kind of like what's going on here. I think I'm just going to stay here and do my thing. But, you know, he 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 got, you know, head coaching interviews. Kellen Moore was interviewed. Um, he decided, or actually between him and Dallas. And I think it was a good move for, move for both teams. And, I, you know, I'm going to segue into the Cowboys uh, head coaching or um, coaching mashup, right? Kellen Moore's gone, and a lot of assistant coaches were let go of. And they hired a Schottenheimer as their new offensive coordinator. And the Schottenheimer, Schottenheimer name is a very famous offensive name. Um, and so he's had some experience with Dallas already, and they promoted him to offensive coordinator. And they are slowly revamping their coaching staff. And I think this is a, this is a situation where, you know, Kellen Moore did a lot of good things. But, you know, he came from the same coaching room as Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore were on the same roster. You know, it was literally Dak, uh, Tony Romo, Dak Prescott, Kellen Moore, and I can't remember the four-string quarterback who actually did end up getting some playing time. But they were all in the same quarterback room back in 2015, 2016. Uh, sometime around there when Tony hurt his back in the preseason and um, other than one drive at the end of the season, never played football again, and Dak had taken over the team. And I'll always wonder what would have happened that season if Tony had been healthy. I'll always wonder what would have happened with the Cowboys had Tony stayed healthy and not hurt the back that had been hurting him. And Dak came out with a great team that was built for Tony Romo and had enough talent to win 11 straight or some outrageous number. Uh, started off, I believe, 11 and 1, if I remember correctly, or something, and got the job and never looked back. But now look years later, where are the Cowboys? They're really nowhere. You know, they're really nowhere. And Kellen Moore went from being in the quarterback room, being on the roster, to being kind of quarterback coach when Wade Wilson passed, and then being elevated to offensive coordinator. And I think he did a good job, and we appreciate his time in Dallas. And him and Dak obviously had a great working relationship. But in coaching, sometimes your voice gets stale, and you, you've done all you can do. And I truly believe that Kellen Moore has done all he can do with Dak. He cannot get Dak there. So I think it was the right move for them to part ways. I don't care how many points they scored. I don't care the ranking of the offense. I, I, don't, I don't care. I care that. The team scored 12 points in a loss to San Francisco and went home second year in a row. The first last year, it was not understanding that yet. The quarterback, the uh, referee had to spot the ball. Don't know whose fault that is. Dak, Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, I don't know, but it happened. This year, they just, Dak looked terrible in that game. So, I agree part ways. He's gone. He's in San Diego. He's going to do great things with Justin Herbert. So look out for San Diego. Uh, so you got San Diego in that division with a new offense coordinator. You got Denver with a new head coach and likely Rex Ryan from the Ryan defensive family tree as defensive coordinator. We don't know what's going to happen with Las Vegas. Derek Carr is gone. So let's see 
what they do at quarterback. They're giving Josh McDaniels another year to show and prove. Let's see what they do. And then, of course, the Chiefs. So maybe this year that division will be what we thought it would be last season. But, you know, so Kellen Moore did his thing, appreciate it. But I think Mike McCarthy might have said to Jerry, look, um, for me to go where I know I could take this team, I can't use your offensive coordinator. I love him. Um, he did a lot of good things, but I, maybe, I, maybe I back up. I don't know if he loved him. Apparently there was some dissension in the air over the last few weeks. And I think, you know, I think it, it came clear that, look, if I'm the head coach and I'm also offensive head coach, I also call plays. I all, you know, this is what I do. I have been limited because I had your guy. It's time for me to do what I do. You want a Super Bowl? Hey, if I'm going to go out on, on my sword, I'm going out on my sword. A lot of these coaches that I have that are here, some are mine, some are yours. Okay? It's time to clean house. Dan Quinn, he's gold. He's safe. Dan Quinn is beyond reproach. Got it. But everyone else, I want to evaluate and I want to decide. And, and, and I want to either make the decision on who replaces them or have a strong voice in the decision, Jerry. But if, I, if my job is on the line next and you're implying that next year is it and nothing more than a conference appearance will be satisfactory or even a Super Bowl experience, then back up and let me do what I do. You pay me to coach, brother, let me coach. I know you're going to be there. I know you're going to be watching. I know you're going to have a voice in everything. Sounds like a conversation I kind of had to have. Uh, anyway, let me, let me not do that because I never know who's listening. But let me do what I do. And I think Jerry said, okay. Okay. I'll let you do what you do. I'm going to do my shows. I'm going to do my interviews. I'm going to let you do what you do, Mike. And so Kellen's gone. Got Schottenheimer in there. Great name in offense. We'll see what happens. And there'll be other coaches being hired. But for me, what I want to see is what y'all going to do with the players. Uh, I'm hearing that, you know, the, the Zeke is – they're on the fence with Zeke. You know, obviously as a leader, um, you know, certain things Zeke does still very well. He can block. He can uh, catch out of the backfield. And he is a short yardage monster, better than better than Tony Pollard. I've seen it. I've seen him go to Pollard on second down, and he gets stopped. They pull him and they put Zeke in, and Zeke always seems to find that cracker crevice. He, he's a inside the five yard line monster. He can't break away like he used to anymore. He doesn't have the breakaway speed, um, but you know he's a leader on this team, and they'd like to keep him, but at the right price. And so I think that's going to be the thing. If, if Zeke will not budge on his contract, which I heard he would, but if Zeke won't budge on his contract, Zeke is going to get released. So, you know, um, we'll cover that if it happens. Uh, I'm torn on Zeke because I'm loyal. I, I'm all in the loyalty, right? I'm all into, you know, guys giving so many years to the team, you know, he deserves another year. But I've got to learn that. As Tony Romo said when he when he uh, kind of acquiesced to Dak, football is a meritocracy, meaning the best players are the ones that play. And if Zeke is not the best, if he's not one of the best 64 running backs in the NFL, then he doesn't deserve to be on the team. 
you know, and, and if Dallas doesn't feel, you know, I got Malik Davis who played kind of well as a backup to Zeke, as a backup to Pollard, came in and spelled things, and he, he had a little wiggle to him, and he looked pretty good. And then we got the draft coming up. So I, as much as I would hate to see Zeke go, hey, um, if that's what's meant to be, then that's what will happen. And I'm pretty sure another team will give him a shot to resurrect his career. Um, and, and we'll see. We, we've seen it with running backs in the past. We saw it with Emmett. We saw it with DeMarco Murray. We saw it with uh, Julio Jones and um, Marion Barber, may rest in peace, and a lot of running And none of them ever really regained their, their stuff that they had in Dallas. None of them. Not one of them. I don't expect it to happen with Zeke, but you never know. You never know. They need to make sure that their offensive line is stout. That's the other thing. Karen Steele was out. Right tackle, uh, he should be back. So you got Terrence Steele as the right tackle. You've got all-world Zach Martin as your right guard. You're straight there. You got Biotish, who slipped in as a pro bowler, as your center. Um, he is just, to me, getting to his own. Travis Frederick, they called him the president. Man, we were spoiled to have Travis Frederick. That, that guy, in case you don't understand, blocking is 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 coordination and the center has a lot to do with the coordination of what those five guys and Travis Frederick was the master at that um and Biotis is taking a while to get there I think he's finally getting there so I, I think we're good there so Terrence Steele comes back 100 percent Zach Martin comes back and then you got Biotis so that side of the ball the right side of the ball um, Tony, I mean, um, Tony Romo. Dak Prescott is right-handed, so that side is safe. He's good. Left side is where there's a little bit more of a concern, right? So you got Tyler Smith, who bounced around between guard and tackle. I don't know what they're going to do there because he played both pretty well. Then you've got Tyron Smith, who has been injury-prone. And I'm imagining they're saying that he's coming back. He's good to go to come back. Um, I'm imagining that he will be the starter, and there's a chance they bring back Jason Peters one more year. To me, it's a no-brainer. You bring them both. Tyron Smith is your left left tackle. He struggled a bit at right tackle. He did okay, but he's been a left tackle. Put him back at left tackle. Bring um, Jason Peters back. And Jason Peters is kind of your stopgap. Somebody goes down, he can fill almost any position, minus maybe center. He's 40 years old. If he wants to play one more year, pay him, pay him well to come back one more year just to be that, that offensive line assassin. And then you may want to look at, uh, you know, you got McGovern. I mean, he's okay. He's serviceable. And maybe you look at picking somebody up second, third round in the draft, start planning for the future. You know, these guys aren't getting any younger. Zach Martin's not getting any younger. Tyron Smith's not getting any younger. Abiyadish is still young. Tyler Smith's only going to be in his second year. Terrence still still young. But you got to start thinking ahead, so maybe you pick up somebody in the draft. And certainly free agency is an opportunity, like you got Jason Peters. And Jason Peters, you know, for whatever success the offensive line had this year, Jason Peters deserves a lot of credit. So those are things. And then finally – Wide receiver. Are you going to go and get Odell Beckham Jr.? Does he even want to still come to Dallas? Because he's the no-brainer one to go grab. You need somebody else. Okay, so you got CeeDee Lamb. He's solid. Michael Gallup was a disappointment. 
I don't know why, but he was a disappointment. He's under contract, so you're going to have him another year. Um, but does he have to be your number two? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, you got to get off the infatuation with Noah Brown. He's serviceable. He was okay. He made some plays. But we're not going to get there with Noah Brown being your second your receiver with, you know, the second most reception. Um, so you need a number, another big – there's a lot of talk about Amari Cooper and the depth. He's gone. I don't even want to talk about Amari Cooper. Loved him while he was here. He's gone. Bye. Let's move on, right? Like, but you need another dominant wide receiver to help C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is now finally that guy. But who's going to take some of the pressure off of him? Don Schultz is good. He ain't Jason Witten. Okay, he's just not. He's good. Um, I don't know what he's going to cost, but I'll tell you what. Ferguson and Hendershot, those rookie uh, tight ends, they weren't bad. So, you know, I think you got to make some decisions there. And Schultz will get picked up somewhere. He's good. His blocking got better, finally. Not perfect, but it got better, finally. But those two guys looked like they had everything. They could run. They could catch. They could block. Both big physical guys. I see the future right there. I don't know who's better. Um, I think Ferguson might have him by a, a, a lip, but I don't know who's better. But to me, there you go for tight end. It's wide receiver, though. You've got to go out and get a dominant wide receiver. And then on defense, I mean, I'll talk more about the defense as the shows go on. Um, you know, clearly cornerback was an issue. We, we, we did some things late in the season and brought in some people and elevated some people. And so there needs to be some evaluation. But we got Dan Quinn. <laughs> we got Super Dan. I'm not worried about the defense. Dan's going to make it work. Dan's going to make the defense relevant. Dan's going to make the defense stout. Uh, Micah's going to be a year older. Micah, relax. You're doing a lot of chirping, man. Yeah. Relax, bro. Relax. Um, but I'm not worried about Got to go out and get a wide receiver. Find a wide receiver. A stud. Uh, I hear DeAndre Hopkins may be unhappy in Arizona. Perfect. And, Jerry, you said one, once upon a time about the size of the check you would write to get another Super Bowl. Uh, Ching-ching. Last thing I want to touch on, and then I'm going to get out of here. I said half an hour, so 45 minutes. See, I get on a roll. I just start talking and talking and talking, and I get on a roll. I start feeling good. Coffee starting. Hold on. I got a uh, chocolate mocha coffee. Mm. Oh, boy, that's good. Um, finally, you know, we talked about Dak Prescott getting booed. Um, I've, I've had a lot of conversations with people, a uh, wide range of thoughts. Some were the game, the fans of the game, Philly fans, what do you expect? They're classless, this, that, and the other. Okay. Um, some were, no one likes Dallas. The only way Dallas can get to a Super Bowl is for Dak to get an award. So what do you expect? It wasn't just Philly fans. It was football fans because no one likes Dallas. Okay, that's not true, but okay. And then I had a couple of friends that were like, you know, uh, you know, he's a, a African-American quarterback getting an award. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think? You know, how have African-Americans been received? How can Af- African-Americans who are successful in football been received? We have a problem with, uh, well, we had a problem for many years at the black quarterback position, and that has finally gotten better. And having two African American quarterbacks in a Super Bowl, first time ever. But think about it: fifty-seven Super Bowls it took to have two African American quarterbacks. Can't say there's not a problem there. Create something called the Rooney Rule, which isn't working, right? So there are some people that feel that 
you know, he was a black man getting an award. All I'll say is this. I think all of it is true. I think there are fans that just don't like the Cowboys because they get talked about a lot. They're always on TV. They're always on the shows. Uh, Even Herm Edwards. Even Herm Edwards, when they were doing the odds on who was going to win the Super Bowl next year, and ESPN was doing this, and they showed the top six teams, and the sixth team was the Cowboys, which makes sense because we've already said, and you can you can pick the teams, right? Kansas City, Philly, Buffalo, um, Cincinnati. That's Cincinnati. Kansas City, Philly, Buffalo, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and Dallas happen to be the last six teams left in the playoffs. Happen to be teams that dominated the par rankings throughout the year. Everyone's par rankings. Okay, it happened to be those teams. Dallas was in there, and in many weeks, Dallas was considered number one when they blew out Minnesota, and you know, so 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 those six teams, it made sense that they would also be the highest odds to win the Super Bowl next year. Herm Edwards said, "Who does the top six list? Right, top five, top ten. You know, why did we do top six? Why didn't we do top seven? We did top six because we're talking about the Cowboys. We always got to talk about the Cowboys." We're obsessed with talking about the Cowboys. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. And and I love Herm anyway, but he was an Eagle. So we have to keep his comments about Dallas in perspective because he did play for the Philadelphia Eagles. So people hate the Cowboys. I get it. People love the Cowboys. I get it. But for me, I didn't say anything bad about Jalen Hurts all year. I don't like the Eagles. Don't like the organization, generally speaking, although right now I can say nothing bad about the organization. I don't like their fans. People don't like Cowboy fans. Look at look at the Philly fans. Okay? I don't like the Philly fans. In general, there's exceptions. There's, there's you know, there's, there's people that, you know, that understand football. I have a cousin who's a huge Philly fan, and he's cool. We don't get into no we, – we get in discussions, but it's nothing – you know, I have a lot of friends that are Philly fans, and we we can talk football and it's big. But but there's a large number of Philly fans, more than any other team I've dealt with, that are just obnoxious. So I get it. So they're gonna boo. They're gonna boo Dak. But you know, it was a community service award. It was a community impact award. It was an award for giving back. I hate that term, giving back. By the way, one day I'll tell you why, but not today. But it was a, it was a it was an award for doing things in your community. The man's brother committed suicide. Um, Dak turned it into a suicide resource program that's national to help people prevent suicide to give assistance to people. Um, I believe there's even a national number anyone can call that came from Dak's program. How can you not applaud that? Like, what do you, is this is this wasn't about football? You know, if Dak had won MVP and was getting the award and you wanted to boo it because you hate the Cowboys, fair game. But how can you not? Uh, support anyone doing stuff for their community that affects all people, all races, all people of of social economic status. Doesn't matter. You know, man lost his mother. You know, his story is incredible, and I love him for that. I just, you know, the love fest with me and Dak ended last year. Because last year was the year to make it happen, in my opinion, not the year before. Fight what most people think. I think last year was the year to make it happen because you had the year before to lean on. You had the experience from the year before to propel you to, to do it this year, and, and that, that didn't get it done. So my love affair football-wise is over. But as a human being, as a leader, as a person, 
the guy is beyond reproach. He's in the same category as Patrick Mahomes. Have you watched Jalen Hurts? The guy always says and does the right thing. These guys are all in the same category. They're all under 30 years old. This, this generation of black quarterbacks is amazing, and I'm loving it from that, that standpoint. They're not Cam Newton. All right, Cam, if you listen to the show, you know how I feel about Cam Newton. He's out of the league now, who I thought abused his opportunity to be the face of the NFL because he was arrogant, he was childish, and he didn't understand the opportunity he had in front of him. And you can go back into our archives and listen. I called it out as it happened. And I said, your attitude is going to ruin you. I, I, and, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I've been around. I've been around. I've seen a lot. Attitude in sports matters. Attitude in competition matters. Attitude in life matters. You're never going to exceed your attitude. If you don't believe you're going to succeed, you're probably going to fail. You're never going to outdo your belief in your attitude. If you believe you're going to be good and succeed, you have a good chance of outdoing if you have deficiencies because you, you, you strive for that. I have been battling some illness this week on and off, nothing major, but just stuff I've been battling that I deal with. And it's, you know, I, I'm fine, but I've been battling some things. A buddy of mine called me last week, I mean, uh, yesterday, how you feeling? You, you, you all right? And I said, I have no choice but to be all right. I refuse to stay sick. I refuse to acknowledge the fact that I'm under the weather. I took my medicine. I got my rest. And my mind is saying I'm going to be all right. It doesn't matter what my body tells me. Well, it doesn't matter. And guess what? I was all right. I'm, right now I'm all right. Let's see how the day plays out. <laughs> Later on, I might be regretting this, but I was all right. The mind is so powerful. The human brain is so powerful. Your belief system is so powerful. But the other side of that is powerful, too. And I saw it with Cam Newton, and, and, that, and that just doesn't work. But with Dak, not the case. Jalen Hurts so far, not the case. Patrick Mahomes, not the case. Okay? So I love what's happening. But Dak on the field is not on the same level as Jalen Hurts right now. And it hurts me to say that because he should be. At the beginning of the season, Dallas was picked to win the division because Dak was the best quarterback in the division at the beginning of the season, hands down. Not anymore. Jalen Hurts is diving close. Okay, not even close. Look at how he played with a hurt shoulder. So Dak is looking up at a guy who's literally, like, going into his third season starting, and you're going into, like, eighth. What are you going to do, Dak? Patrick Mahomes is just, you know, he's got the entire package. He's entertaining. He's talented. And his will to win – because make no mistake about it, they were down by 10 at half. And he came out and said, we're going to win this game. And his will to win was stronger than anything else on that field. And he was going to leave it on the field. And he did leave it on the field. But guess what? This was bull chips. These guys are who you want as your quarterback. But Jalen and, and Mahomes are the talent you want. Dak hasn't gotten there yet. I don't know that he will. It's seven seasons. He's, I don't know that he can get any better. Let's see what happens next year. I just, I just, I, I, my, my love affair with Dak, Dak Prescott as a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys has ended. As a leader for the Dallas Cowboys, I'm all in. As a spokesperson, as the face of the Cowboys, as man of the year in the NFL, I'm all in. But as a starting quarterback, now, I, you, 
you know, you ask me and you say, okay, so then who? Cooper Rush? No. I don't know, which is why Dak, you know, uh, you know and, and we have no choice. He's going to be our quarterback next year. Another year to show and prove. He's got another year to show that he was worth all that money he got paid. He's got another year to elevate his game and not make the same mistakes that he kept saying all year that he wasn't going to keep making, and he kept making them. And then, after. And then to me, I don't come out and say, I guarantee I'm going to correct my mistakes. You said it all year, and you didn't do it. So to me, I say I'm going to be the hardest-working quarterback in the offseason to make myself better. And that's it. You leave it there because I don't know what we're going to see from Dak next year. And the problem is he can come out and rip off five great games in a row. Dallas can go 5-0. and Dak can be the number one quarterback in the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys can be ranked the best team in the NFL. Everybody's sending they're going to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl goes to Dallas, and, and that's how the season can start. And I'm going to sit there. I'm going to tell you right now what I'm going to say is, let's see what happens. I'm not Stephen A. Smith. Just wait with Ken Grove. I don't buy any of that. I'm talking about Dak's ability to sustain uh, this level of play repeatedly. We have not seen it yet. We have not. You can talk about the year he got hurt in the first five games. He was on fire. Okay. But then he got hurt. So where did that get him? And it's not his fault. Broke his ankle. It's out the rest of the season. But let's see what he does in the off season. Because let me tell you something. When you watch Dan Orlowski break down the video of Dak's mistakes, you got to sit here and say, Dan Orlowski was an average quarterback. Had a long career, but he was an average quarterback. And he's breaking down this video like any half decent quarterback to be able to recognize this. What's going on with Dak, who consider who we consider to be a good, borderline great quarterback. So I don't know, maybe you want to set up film review with Dan Olowski in the off season. You know, or maybe maybe Schottenheimer can see the same I don't know, but Dak you gotta do you gotta do something. Okay. But I started off by talking about him getting booed. I didn't like it. I thought it was classless for anyone whether you did it because you're an Eagles fan or whether you did it because you hate the Cowboys, um, you know, or whether you did it because you're racist and, and you're not going to ever respect any contributions during Black History Month of all times of any African-Americans to the United States of America. Um, shame on you. Let's get back his flowers for being um, the leader, one of the faces in the NFL, and doing it proudly. No issues there. There's no character issues with Dak Prescott. There's no character issues with Jalen Hurts. There's no character issues with Patrick Mahomes. Three of the top character leader black quarterbacks in the NFL. But let's see, you know, let's you notice I didn't throw Russell Wilson in there. So I have to have my own parking spaces and my own office. Like I, that whole thing, I, I gave up on Russell Wilson with that. I, I said at the beginning of the year, he wants to be a celebrity quarterback. You know, the thing that Bill Parcells warned against when he coached Romo and he retired from coaching, and it's probably on YouTube somewhere that these are the things in order to be a successful quarterback that I would say to Tony or anybody. And one of them was, don't try to be a celebrity quarterback. Well, we saw how Russell Wilson tried to balance being a celebrity quarterback and managing his off-the-field endeavors uh, with an office and his own parking spaces and all this crazy stuff. And Sean Payton came in and said, yeah, I'm not familiar with all that, but, yeah, all of that stuff, you know, it, it's not going to happen. Good. So I didn't put Russell Wilson in there. 
I didn't put Lamar Jackson in there, and it's not Lamar's fault. He's got to play. He's, you know, he's a league MVP, but let's let's see. Um, I don't have any issues with Lamar, but I just don't view him. He he's not that face of the league currently. Deshaun Watson, you can't put him in there because of the stuff he's gone through. So let's see what happens. And I don't know if I'm missing anybody. I I, I probably am. Um, there's there's a young crop of quarterbacks coming up. Uh, you know, Geno Smith had a good year. He's not the face of anything. So. Um, I'm thinking, am I missing anybody? I don't think I'm missing anybody. Of, um, I'm, I'm in the mind going through all the teams, and uh, yeah, all the other quarterbacks are young. So, um, shame on you if you booed Dak, but Dak, keep doing your thing as a leader, as a face of the league, as a face of the Cowboys. But when you're done recuperating, your body's done getting healed, and you know you've taken your vacations and gone places with your, your, you know, your girlfriend and your family, and you know you've handled your business endeavors, bruh. Sooner than later, you need to fix the problem. Those turnovers and those poor reads, can't have that next year. You can be better. I, I'm skeptical. But I'm going to support you one more year, but um, I'm not going to defend you unnecessarily any longer. So on that note, I'm going to get on out of here. I had a lot of fun. About an hour show. Okay, so I said half hour. I lied. Um, I'm going to be ordering me a new microphone. I'm going to do it today. And I will, I will, you know, Amazon Prime's pretty quick, so I'll probably have it within the next couple of days. I'm going to test it out, and uh, I will be back again either Monday or Tuesday. I'm gonna, I'm thinking about doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning. That's what I'm thinking about, but I don't know yet. But I want to do something with some level of consistency. And like I said, it might just be me talking for an hour, and uh, you know, we might end up getting call-ins and stuff. We'll see. But it's fluid, right? Right? It's fluid. So. Thank you for tuning in, off-season version of the Madden Voice, and I'm going to keep telling you, come here to hear what you haven't heard elsewhere. Have a great day. Have even a better weekend. I'm out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.